0: Hey, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. So in this week's episode, it is a solo, and I thought it may be interesting to talk you through kind of where the current state of the business is. We have a, what we call our THC business dashboard, which we update it all of the time, but that this is where we set our quarterly goals. And I'm a big fan of reviewing the goals, looking at what's worked well, what could be even better if. And I thought it may be interesting for you to listen and see if there is any insights that you could apply in your work. So if you're a primary care network manager, you're a CD, you're a GP, somebody reached out to me the other day. She listens, she works for a university If you are a business owner, there may be something in here which you think, oh, maybe I could do that or maybe that's interesting or I do that too. So that is the purpose of today's podcast, to share with you my quarterly review and be very honest with what has worked well and areas for improvement. And I know I sound like a broken record and we talk about this behind the scenes in the business all the time. It's really important to show you that we do not think that we're perfect, if that makes sense. I don't have all of the answers. I make mistakes all of the time. I'm good at my job, don't get me wrong. And I love my job, but I'm not perfect. And I think that it's important for me to share the ups and the downs and not just like the best practice advice, because life sometimes can be challenging and you can feel like you're doing all of the right things and you still may feel like why things aren't working we definitely experience that in this business and it's really important if you want to work with us you know that we are not perfect (laughs) okay and if you know anybody that is point them in my direction So for those of you that may be listening to the podcast for the first time and thinking, what what does she do? What do they do there? We run a consultancy called THC Primary Care. The THC stands for Tara Humphrey Consulting and I have had this business for eight years. We provide currently interim network management to primary care networks and a primary care network is at its core... A group of general practices working together, sharing finances, resources, premises to deliver projects and services at scale. So typically, before primary care networks, a general practice would just look after their list size. So their list size might be 5,000 patients or 10,000 patients. A primary care network is bringing lots of general practices together to look after a larger population. So all of the patients combined. So a primary care network is bringing multiple practices together to deliver services to that population. So typically, a primary care network may range from 30,000 to 50,000 patients. But of course, there are exceptions. And yesterday, I was in Doncaster, and that network is a collection of 10 practices. And their combined population is 78,000 patients. So we provide interim network management, consultancy, facilitation to help those networks progress and succeed. And we also provide training. We have our blog, which is a huge part of the business for us. And we also have this podcast, which again is a huge part of the business for us. So we do interim network management, facilitation, consultancy. We've got the blog, we've got the podcast, and we have a suite of training courses. So if you are a new primary care network manager or administrator, the course for you is our PCN management induction. If you are a clinical director or more experienced manager, the course for you is PCN Plus. And if you are a digital and transformation lead, The course for you is an introduction to the digital and transformation lead. So those are our suite of courses. We've got interim management and we do facilitation and consultancy. So that is what we do. Okay, so what is in our dashboard and how do we present it? We just use a basic PowerPoint deck. We've got the front cover, then we've got our infinite purpose, then we've got our values, then we've got our organisational chart, then we've got what we do. So the programmes and things that we do. Back in October 2020, we set a vivid vision. So we put down what we wanted to achieve by October 2023. I don't know why... Yeah, I must have read something. (laughs) I was like, right, we're going to do that. Um, But it's been really helpful. So we've got the things that we set out that we wanted to achieve by October 2023. Then we've got an overview of our courses, an overview of our brand partnerships. And then we have got our goals and overview of the clients that we are currently supporting. So that is what is in our dashboard. The only thing that's missing actually in this, which you may have in yours, is, you know, like really hard financial metrics. I keep that to myself. I don't share all of that with the team. So there's like two versions, but this is the version the teams see without all of the money, but you may want to do that. Or if you've got a business where there are more key performance indicators that you're working towards, you would include that in your, you know, like your quarterly dashboard and your just how you monitor and measure how you're performing in your business. This document lives in Microsoft Teams, and every time I update it, I'll update it in Teams and just signpost the team towards it. So if they're thinking, where are we going? What is the strategy? They see that in this document. And it's something that we've always done in the business. So in the last quarter, so in quarter one, which ran from April to the end of June, we had a portfolio of 20 clients plus our PCN Plus course, which has got 41 people in it, plus our Digital and Transformation Lead course, which has had eight people in it. Now, with the Digital and Transformation Lead course, because we didn't have big numbers, I was so close to cancelling it. I was a bit like, I don't think it's worth it. And then one of the delegates, her name is Steph, reached out and said, don't cancel it. Please don't cancel it. And so if it wasn't for Steph, we wouldn't have run it. And I just want to highlight, I may have said this before, but I just want to highlight sometimes you don't get the numbers and it's okay. Like I love doing it. I'm so glad I didn't cancel it. And I'm so glad the people that came were the people that needed to be there and the people that wanted to be there. And I just loved every minute of doing it. And I delivered it in partnership with a guy called Connor Price, who is the MD at a company called Primary Care Analytics, which is like a spin-off from Taurus Health. And I loved working with him. He had the digital bit. I had the transformation kind of experience. And it was just a great partnership, and we're going to do it again. And I'm just really pleased. And when I think back to some of the courses that we ran... With the primary care network management course, the first cohort had like one person on it. It was Julie. Julie was the first person. There was just one. And then we did it again. And then there was three. And then we did it again. Then there was eight. Then we did it again. Then there was 15. And so sometimes it's just slow and steady. You know, they're not huge numbers. PCM Plus. I mean, we had 30 on the first cohort, 41 on the second cohort. But sometimes it's just slow and steady. And you have to trust that the people sign up are the are the people that need to be there and if the numbers stack up or and it's something you want to do go for it so I'm really pleased that we did that and yeah when I take a step back I think wow we've got 20 clients plus people on our courses you know there's a lot of moving pieces in the business which is really really exciting I've been doing this for eight years and I just love it I absolutely love it. So, just to give you a flavour of the clients, we've got we provide interim network management to four primary care networks. And then the rest of those clients are working with us via consultancy and facilitation. So, at the time of recording this week, I was working with Lewisham's Primary Care Network Forum, which is a collection of six primary care networks working together. I think the week before I was in Bromley and that is a collection of 10 primary care networks working together. So they're just wanted a facilitation session around what does the future look like and what is our role in that future and how can we shape it and just to identify some strategic priorities. And then I was also in Doncaster working with one of their PCNs and they have some a big decision to think about when it comes to their geography. So that's the kind of a flavour of the consultancy we provide And we've also started working with a guy called Gary Hughes, which was my first guest on the podcast. He's come on board as an associate and he's delivering some facilitation as well just to help out with capacity. And that's been amazing. And then the team of people delivering the interim network management consists of Jade, Nikita and Leah. And Lauren is also providing administration and vaccination support. So it's not just me. There is a team of us, which is amazing. And we're growing. I've mentioned the challenges with recruitment. And, but I can honestly say, hand on heart, everybody in the business at the time of recording, do not leave me. I love you. <laughs> like, they're so good. I'm really, really happy. And, onwards and upwards and we are recruiting again that person starts on Monday fingers crossed I'll let you know how it goes (laughs) So in our dashboard, you'll be able to see an organisational chart. So you've got me, CEO, Valentina, Executive Assistant. We've got Jade and Nikita, Primary Care Development Managers. We've got Lauren and Leah on the project coordination side. We work with a lady called Emma Dennis, who helps us with finance. We've got Gary, who is an associate facilitator. And then I've got Sophie, Sarah and Natalie on the marketing side. So that is who is in the business at the moment. And as I said, we've got a new person on the admin side joining us. Okay, so the next thing I just wanted to highlight is our brand partnership. So in the middle of this podcast, you will hear Sophie do a little plug for a campaign called the Gob for Good campaign. And that's really really important we are trying to get as many people on the blood stem cell registry as possible we want everybody who is eligible and we also are giving a special shout out to any of you that have an ethnically diverse background so that campaign is headed up by peter mcleave he's been on the podcast twice He's been on episode 244, which is called Using Your God For Good. And he is also on podcast 191. And that is titled, You Are Capable Of So Much More. So that is a really, really important partnership. And if you are on the blood stem cell registry, thank you so much. And if you're not sure what you need to do, you just need to go onto the website. You'll get your kit delivered to you and you just need to swab your cheek. And that's it. And one day you may get that call to say that you are somebody's blood stem cell match, and that match could save somebody's life. So it is a pleasure to spread that message. Another thing that we have done is we have opened ourselves up to sponsorship. And I was always nervous to do this because I didn't want to align myself to just one organisation because most organisations will want exclusivity. But in primary care networks, I don't believe there is one organisation that can serve everybody because of the nature of the networks. Everybody's slightly different. But there are a few organisations where I'm like, every time I have met with you, spoken with you, worked with you, I'm just super impressed and it would be my pleasure and an honour to promote you. So Pure Physio were our first blog sponsor and I cannot thank them enough. Uh, Finn Robinson's been on the podcast. Memet Jem has been on the podcast. Both work for Pure Physio and I just think that it's a fantastic, fantastic organisation and yeah, I've, from the moment I've met them, I've just been, I've been sold. So it's a pleasure to support them and they are on the blog. If you are a primary care network and you are looking for a first contact physio provider, I think they should be your first port of call. I really do believe that. Another organisation that we are supporting and they are supporting us is Primary Care Dietitians. Again, absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. And I interviewed Erin Boyson, who is the CEO of Primary Care Dietitians on the podcast. I'll leave all the links to these episodes below. I don't expect you to remember them. But again, a fantastic organisation. And it's a pleasure and a privilege to support that, you know, like to provide that mutual support. And just to share a little bit more about why we have reached the decision to go down the blog sponsorship route, because it may be helpful to you as an organisation considering opening yourself up to sponsorship or if you're an organisation trying to weigh up, should, should I sponsor? What is the return on investment? Why should I do that? And hopefully, really quickly, the blog has turned into a machine where on average seven to 8,000 people are visiting our website for our content because we currently produce two blogs a week and a weekly podcast so that drives people to our website and keeps people coming back and we pay for that you know I've got I've mentioned I've got Sophie I've got Natalie I've got Sarah and my time goes into the website which we pay for and people come to us all the time and they want us to promote them and I'm happy to do that I'm more than happy to do it. I understand what it's like being a business owner. And if people didn't recommend us and promote us, we wouldn't have the business that we've got today. So I'm always happy to pay it forward. But it just got to the the stage where I felt like I was paying to promote other people's organisations. And so I just think, well... I don't really want to, I don't really want to do that all the time. I don't want to use my money and my resources to help you grow your business on a regular basis. How can I help? How can we make this mutually beneficial? So I just felt like, well, actually people are coming on the blog. They're stopping on the blog. They're reading it. Maybe we can open it up to sponsorship and we can work with a small collection of partners, feature them on the website And if people are interested in a dietitian or a first contact physio, they may think, do you know what, I see Tara's promoting them, she always goes on about them, maybe I'll check them out. So that's what we have done. And I was always a bit nervous, I feel like, am I selling out? But I just thought, no, you know, just try it. People pay to, you know, like go to a conference and... You know, blog sponsorship, conference sponsorship is not new, it's not innovative, and it's a way to showcase on a regular basis your service and products. So that's why we have decided to do it. And so far, so good. We want to bring as much valuable content to our clients as possible. And we did think about should we monetize the website? If people find the blog so valuable, and when we put up a blog, we can see, you know, like instantly, you know, the views go up and we can see what people like and know it's a valuable resource. Should we monetize it and, you know, like put a paywall up? But I felt like I didn't want to do that. It's really important to me that we spread best practice freely But how can we financially sustain the time and effort that goes into that? So let's try blog sponsorship. So that's where we are in the business. So if you provide a product or service to a primary care network and you want to be in front of your target audience every day, I would absolutely love to speak with you. And we are promoting products that likely our networks use. So really easy to see if we're aligned or maybe it's not for you. Another thing we did last quarter, still sticking on the website, is that we created an online salary calculator. And if I'm being honest, it was a bit of a faff. I thought it'd be really easy. And I learned a lot. One of our goals in our vivid vision was to create a true digital product so I won't go into the detail of it because not everybody listens to this in the primary care networks but if you're a primary care network leader you'll be familiar with going okay this is the financial envelope that we have but what is the actual salary we can offer this person so our calculator answers that question so we've released 1.0 and I must have been, oh gosh rather embarrassingly, the launch tanked because there was errors on this bloody calculator. Um, So, lots and lots of lessons learned and just don't take it for granted. When people say, why doesn't it just do this or why doesn't it just do that? Now, I've got a greater appreciation to why things which you think are simple are quite hard to do behind the scenes and I remember saying to the developer, "Can we just not update it?" And then he showed me all of this gobbledygook code, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, you do it." You know, like it's been a f- interesting, fascinating process. We've learned lots and lessons, and in the new, not in, yeah, maybe in the new year, we will. We're taking on people's product requests and we'll look to see if we can enhance it. But again, that is a free resource to our community. So yeah, the website is constantly developing. One of our strategic priorities in the business is to keep developing the website to make the user experience really, really good and to give you as much as we possibly can We know not everybody wants to work with us or needs to work with us. Sometimes they just need the answer to one question or pointing in the right direction. And then there'll be other clients that think, do you know what, Tara, I've I've listened to your podcast, I've read the newsletters, but we still need a bit more hands-on support. Would you work with us? So that is that. The Business of Healthcare podcast is brought to you proudly in partnership with 10,000 donors and their Gob for Good campaign. Gob for Good is all about getting as many people as possible to join the Stem Cell Registry. Only 3% of the UK are registered to be stem cell donors, and only 0.4% of the global population. If you or a loved one have the devastating news that you have been diagnosed with a blood cancer, the chances of you finding your blood stem cell match is significantly reduced if you have a minority ethnic heritage it is really really simple all you need to do is click into the show notes or visit the Gob for good website at gobforgood.com and get yourself signed up to the registry you could one day receive that life-saving call or one day you may need that life-saving call now let's jump back into this week's episode And then the podcast. So this feels really exciting to us. Last year, I had the pleasure and privilege of hosting the Transformation Theatre for Best Practice in Birmingham last October, which was was just amazing. I've never done anything like it before. I was so surprised to be asked. and They've asked me to do it again. So I was like, "Uh, yeah. And this year for Best Practice Birmingham, which is taking place on the 11th and 12th of October. The Business of Healthcare podcast is going to be working in partnership with Best Practice and I'm going to be interviewing some of the speakers and some of the sponsors in the lead up to Best Practice more and more people are listening to podcasts. And also, there are loads of people out there that don't listen to podcasts and they don't have kind of any idea or any clue that they exist. So I think it's like a two-pronged approach. It's like, if you've never listened to a podcast, check it out. You may like it. You can listen to it whilst you're walking the dog or, you know, like in the car, or when you're commuting, you know, you can multitask. And once you kind of start listening to podcasts, it will open you up to listen to other podcast so if you're in general practice you may want to check out the general practice podcast which is hosted by Ben Gowland or if you're in the health tech world you may want to listen to the health tech podcast hosted by James Someroo so it, it sends you down a little bit of a rabbit hole which is a fantastic way to learn new things and then the other part of the strategy is it's a great way to give delegates you know a greater understanding of The people speaking and to know that they're human and to hear their lessons learned because when you're speaking on a stage, there's only so much you can say, right? You know, they've got a very short amount of time and I think it's just a nice way for people. It's really important for me that people... Know that people are human and know that people make mistakes and know that they've got huge portfolios and that they're all trying to, you know, progress their agendas in the best way that they know how. So I think it just adds another dimension to the people speaking. So that's what we wanted to do. And that's what we're doing. So this is going to be the last podcast for the summer. We're going to take August off regroup, refresh and then in September for about I think between six and eight weeks we are going to be publishing two podcasts a week in the lead up to best practice Birmingham which is taking place on the 11th and 12th of October so please come along if you have got an interest in primary care it's a conference for you it's absolutely huge and it's just a really nice vibe It's really, really good. I really, really enjoy it. And if you're not in primary care, don't worry. They will still, each episode will be packed with lots of leadership lessons that you can apply regardless of where you work. So that is something we're so excited about and I really appreciate working with Best Practice and them allowing me to do this. And if you're a business owner or a leader thinking about is it worth my time to do X, Y, and Z? It goes back to your overall strategy. So at THC, I've been very clear and showcased that the blog is a really important element of the business and we invest in it and we want to make it as informative and helpful and as easy to use as possible so we are channeling our investment in there knowing that the majority of people won't work with us but it's our mission to be a positive influence in the field of health and care and to share our knowledge so we invest in that going to conferences It's relatively new to us. We don't do it that often, but now we're starting to think, okay, what do we want to get out of the conference? And we have a customer journey. I wouldn't want somebody to meet me once and then go, yes, I want to work with you. I want them to come into our ecosystem. I want them to be subscribed to our newsletter. I want them to hear me on the podcast. I want them to see us on the blog. And then they can make a really informed decision. They can speak to other people that, you know, speak to other clients and get that testimonial, and then by the time they think, you know what, I've had enough touch points with THC that I think that we could be strategically aligned and then to have a conversation with us. So I think it's really important for a business owner or a leader or a head of department to think about how do you want to acquire your customers? And I'm being very deliberate and sharing with you that's important to us. And it's an investment, and I want you to be sure. And I always say to people, if you've got that knot in your stomach, if you're not sure, just it doesn't matter. Let's let's not let's let's not push it. Let's revisit this conversation at another period in time. So I just wanted to share. That's really, really, really important to us, and this is how we approach the business. We want to do the best job that we can, but we don't always get it right. We don't always get it right and I'd be lying if I said that we did. We want people to feel good about working with us. We want to win the client in a way that feels good to us. We know that it's hard to make a decision about where you're going to spend your money. So we want to do as much as possible to make that decision easy for you. I hope that makes sense and I hope that other business owners will appreciate my honesty. And then one thing I did just want to mention, and that is when thinking about our client portfolio, we have had one client who we've decided that we're not going to renew. And again, I just want to highlight that we have our THC manifesto. There are 11 points, so bear with me, but I want to share this with you. So in our client manifesto, we say we are committed to lifelong learning We believe work should be fun. We will only take on clients where we can truly add value and make a positive difference. We strive to deliver great work, proactively building on our knowledge and testing different approaches. We do not pretend to know everything. Our best results come when we work collaboratively. We know that in order to make a change stick, we will not do the work for you, we will do the work with you. We do not use fancy corporate speak or complex project management tools. It's just not us. If something's not working well, we will tell you. We will provide honest advice in a professional and constructive way. We will stay in close communication with you and we aren't afraid to ask questions. We are flexible and here to meet your needs and things may change and that's okay. We will take some time to develop the best course of action which is right for you. We will not outstay our welcome. When the project ends, we will do our best to put the systems in place to support your initiative to thrive with without us. That is really, 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 really important to us. And that guides who we think we're best to work with. And we've got one client which hand on heart has caused me so many sleepless nights where I feel like, I don't think that we're the team for you. And I have said, I think we should end the contract. And honestly, just, it feels so nerve-wracking sharing that but I would I have to I just like I have to share it because I want us to be a great company and that also means knowing when to walk away knowing sometimes you need to know when to dig in and other times you have to listen to your gut and think I think something needs to change so we have managed that this quarter I don't do it lightly I don't do it all of the time but if I look at my own think about my own personal values when I look at our client manifesto and our commitment I need to honor that I just wanted to share it so that gives you a little bit of insight to behind the business at THC we've had a good quarter we've won quite a few clients one client contract is coming to an end earlier than anticipated We've got a solid team and we are recruiting again. We have launched our online salary calculator. We launched our digital and transformation lead course. Even though the numbers were lower than anticipated, I'm absolutely over the moon with what we delivered and the testimonials that we received. And we are going to open it up for cohort two. And then on a personal note, I have started working with Dr. Helen Luau again. I've worked with Helen before. She is a GP and she's also a health and well-being coach and I love her. She's so good and I'm working with her because my health and well-being is not where I want it to be at the moment. Work is really busy and I am so happy and so grateful but sometimes it's really overwhelming and I mentioned in episode 247 I've got well I've got three children one of my children has got type 1 diabetes and she's transitioning from primary school to secondary school and I'm just really scared I'm really scared because she won't have that level of support and just really thinking about I'm just yeah I'm finding it really stressful. And which is impacting my food, it's impacting my sleep, it's impacting my stress levels. And rather just sit here and wallow, <laughs> I'm like, Tara, get the support. So working with Helen, is just, is, it is transformative. I remember when I first started working with her, I don't know if she said she was a transformation coach, but I was like, I don't want to transform, just help me sleep. That I went to her because I couldn't sleep, because I was stressed and... It was really transformative. (laughs) Like, it was so good. And I was like, do you know what? I need Helen Lawell back in my life. And I've had my third... I signed up for, like, 18 or 21 sessions. I'm on session three. I meet with her on a Friday morning. And it's just, like, every time I meet with her, it's, like, just, like, the sigh of relief. The stress levels reduce and... She, she makes me a better person, she makes me a better leader and it's just, I love working with her and if any of you need a health and wellbeing coach, I cannot recommend her enough. I just, I think she's fantastic and she's amazing at her job. So my quarterly review doesn't just look at the business performance, I also think about my own personal performance, like where am I smashing it, where am I struggling what could I do to improve? Where do I need to give myself a, cut myself a bit of slack? All of the team members have had one-to-ones. So that's been really good and give me greater insight around how they want to develop. So that's what takes place behind the scenes when we do a quarterly review. How is the business performing? How am I performing personally? How is the team performing personally? Are we on track And where do we need to iterate and pivot to continue on in the right direction? I hope that this is helpful. I really, really do. I hope that you do your own quarterly review and see what comes up personally and professionally. Personal bit so important. I'm going to stop going on. I'll see you back in September for our best practice extravaganza. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like what you hear, I would absolutely love it if you left us an iTunes rating and five star review.